Hi everyone, it's Emma and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. Today we're going to be talking about healing generational trauma, because that's the only thing that I could think of to use to describe it. Yeah, we're doing another Paranormal Stories of a Medium. ma 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 medium And Liv has a really great story about generational trauma. Yeah, it's spiritual epigenetics, which is interesting. And if you don't know what epigenetics is, it's... Uh, genetically inheriting trauma from your relatives because something so traumatic happened to them that it recoded pieces of their genes basically to create mutations that end up generationally they end up general words are hard words are really hard they end up generationally influencing you usually on like a psychological level not just a physical but physical and psychological things are one and the same when you're talking about Epigenetics? Yeah. Well, physicality. Physicality. So, it's wild. And then Em and I are going to talk about maybe some of our spiritual epigenetics. Our generational traumas. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to call our YouTube video spiritual epigenetics. Will people search for that? I don't know. We're probably going to get a lot of scientists that are like, get out of here. Spiritual epigenetics. But that's my that's my flow. We can just put both keywords in there. There should be enough room. That's awesome. That's exciting. Cool. So, if you didn't watch the YouTube video, what are you doing? Go watch it. It's fun. You get to see our faces. It's why, why not? And you get the preview of what you will get here in our podcast. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. sorry. M Zones fe- out. M fed me mac and cheese and grapes and gave me, like, some spiritual insight with some tarot cards, and it's just, like, overwhelming me. But everything in life is overwhelming right now, and that's okay. Guys, her her spirits are talking to me, but I also think I'm making it up. It's also spirits that I... Okay, most of the people in my family are dead, so... <laughs> I didn't know them for a very long time, so it's hard for me to be like, is this what they look like? Because I've only seen pictures or have seen pictures at a time when I could remember what the pictures look like of the people, so also i just have a hard time seeing things still i need a nap you do big nap fat nap cat nap 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 she's stalling now she doesn't (laughs) want to tell the story because it's confusing it is confusing it's a lot a lot of parts that go into it a lot of parts and i used all of my my gumption my zest my zeal my whatever (laughs) still stalling (laughs) in the youtube video okay Healing generational trauma. So this story is from one of my readings, and it gave me a good old spiritual spanking. So my client, we're going to call her Kiki, came to me and was like, oh, I want to have a psychic medium reading. And I was like, well, you found the right person, friend. Let's let's get into it. And if you don't know or you're new to this podcast, usually when I explain how my readings go, or what it's like to get a reading with me, especially a psychic medium reading, I usually explain what I do, how information comes in for me. And a couple minutes before each reading, I usually sit down. And in this instance, I was speaking to Kiki and I was like, all right, spirits, I'm going to be sitting down with Kiki. Who wants to talk? And sometimes people step forward and sometimes they tell me like, no, 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 no. we're here, but they're going to ask the questions. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So for Kiki, I had a woman step forward before the reading and she was wearing a long red robe and she was wearing like little wooden clacky sandals. And I'm like, okay, well, what do you got to say? And she was like, no, 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 we're going to wait. I'm like, okay. So I sat down with Kiki. I said, this is what I do. This is how it comes in. This is how it freaks me out. This is how I explain how it freaks me out. And if you have any questions, let me know. So do you want to start with questions that you have or do you want to start with the things that I've already written down because I sat down five minutes before I got here and was like, who wants to talk to Kiki? And people were like, me, me, me. And (laughs) Kiki said, oh, well, I had a psychic medium reading like two weeks ago and I just wanted to get another one because I saw your channel and you're really cool. And I was like, thank you. We are really cool. You're really cool for thinking that we're really cool. So um, she didn't have questions. And I said, well, I wrote down who wants to talk to you. And this is who I think it is, or this is what they make me feel like. I said, there's an older woman here. She's wearing a red robe. She has dark black hair, and she has clickety-clack shoes on, and she's talking about incense. Somebody in your family, like, lit an incense. And I I should have said incense, but okay, guys. My client, 
is of Asian descent, and I am a Midwestern United States white girl <laughs> with red hair. And I was like, I don't know. I don't want to assume things. I don't know where she's from. Assume so, things about your cultures. Yeah. I didn't want to say incense sometimes because I'm like, what if they don't use incense? So I was like, there's this sparkler thing. Oh, God. <laughs> that America. sounds even better. Because America, 4th of July sparklers, right? Also, my my client was not from America, so I probably shouldn't have used the sparklers. But I was like, (laughs) I don't, like, it's not a candle, and it's not a thing, but it has a light. And I don't know why I didn't use the word incense. I just, yeah, I didn't want to assume, and I also was just really nervous. So. (laughs) (laughs) So, sparkler. (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying this. It's not really that important. But where were you going with it? I was just going with it that... We finally figured out that this woman that came through is my client's great-grandmother. And I wanted to ask her, like, why is she showing me incense? And why is it like, oh, there's a little altar somewhere where an incense can sit in, like, a little golden dish? Yeah. And my client didn't know what I was talking about. She's like, I don't have any of those things. And I was like, okay, well, maybe it's somebody else. But I feel like someone lit an incense or something for your great-grandmother or for the ancestor since she's just validating it. She's like, okay, that's fine. So my client said, I had the reading with the psychic medium two weeks ago and my great-great-grandmother came in again, or my great-grandmother came in and I just like, she's coming into this reading with you, which I think is interesting. So how is it that she is related to my family? Is she like a spirit guide or something? And I was about to say, people that are your family can't be your spirit guides because as far as I understand it, that's not how it works. And this spirit stopped me and she showed me the tops of people's heads that I knew were family members that were living and they were just like dark shadows kind of and there was light in between the outlines of the people's heads and you know like that little like star emoji on phones that you have yeah there's like a star and then like a halo that is the where it's going yeah deal like a comet almost yeah like a comet and she showed me that She races around all of those people like a comet. Like that's how she showed it to me was like a little blink of light that goes around everyone. And she's like, I protect all of these people because I am a part of their ancestors. And then she showed me the scene from Mulan where Mushu's like, I'm alive. And the ancestors are like, you need to get your shit in check, friend, because you got to go help Mulan save all of China. And I was like, I don't want to assume that my client's Chinese. I don't get it. Don't this makes me uncomfortable. Appropriate their cultures by assuming you're seeing things about people worshiping ancestors. Yes, because I need to explain for the people that are new here that there's a difference between psychics and mediums. Psychics have what I like to call the tenses, past, present, or future. They can have one of the three, two of the three, or all of the three, but it doesn't mean that they're a medium. But when you are a medium, somebody who speaks to souls or can communicate with souls, you are a psychic by default and you have past, present, and future, all three. And that is what allows you to speak to souls because souls will show you things that happened in their past. They'll also show you things that have happened in your past, present, or future, or your client's past, present, or future, the person that you're conveying information to, to relay information. So this great-grandmother from China showed me the thing from Disney that I've seen and was like, I am the ancestors. We watch over our people, our family. And I was like, what? What? And I said how I didn't say the Mulan part. I told my client, I said, that's wild. She just showed me something that doesn't make sense to me because I've never experienced it before as a medium. Like I didn't think it was a thing. Again, she's not a spirit guide, but I've never seen somebody that's an ancestor or somebody that's related to someone that can have so much influence or like guidance over a family. And I explained to her how she showed me the tops of people's heads in the family and was like, I protect all of them. I watch over them. I am the ancestor. And my client goes, oh, that makes sense because I'm Chinese. And that's what they worship. They worship their ancestors within, like, their cultures and their religions. Yeah. It's wild, guys. Yeah. Spanked. Spiritually spanked. Absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, she was telling me in Olive Garden. And I also talked to the woman because she was talking about her. And the old woman basically explained it to me in the sense of this old woman would be the trunk of the tree and her branches would be all of the generations after her, all of her children. So it's interesting 
because like she is so powerful because she is the trunk of the tree so that is why she watches over all of these people it's kind of like that soul family connection she has that connection with the branches of her tree it's adorable it just spanked me because I was literally about to be like, that's not true. And she's like, actually, check yourself, girl, because I'm Chinese and this is what we do. I just, it was really cool, like, culturally learning that and understanding that their it's, religion is valid. Yeah, seeing how it, it happens in spirit. <laughs> yes, it's crazy. I Does really that loved it. Does that happen for, like, other people? You just don't know it? I've never had it explained to me in a different culture before. Because, like, maybe they don't explain it because they don't have that tie in the physical realm to their ancestry. It, yeah, well, maybe not just because... Say that again? Like, she obviously knows what you're talking about because that is a part of her culture. But if it is the same, like, if that happens for other people who aren't a part of that culture, it'd be weird if you started saying things about it, which is why you wouldn't get information about their ancestry for someone that lives in america that doesn't have the same culture yeah that makes sense it just was really cool it was very wild so we figured out that it was her grandmother her great-grandmother and that i i asked my client i said okay so since we're talking to your great-grandmother i don't want to like refer to her as great-grandmother the whole time because it's hard or it just makes like talking more complicated also Liv has a hard time getting names in general yeah so I asked her I said do you know what your great-grandmother's name was and she looked at me and goes my grandmother was born during a time in China in which women weren't given names so I don't know what her name actually was because no one gave her a name no one like called her a name yeah. which I thought was crazy I didn't know that was a thing you think she has a name just no one used it probably yeah okay. That's what I feel. Got you. It just wasn't a thing. So I think that's, I think that's super interesting. So anyways, at the beginning of the reading, the grandmother stepped forward, great grandmother, I'm sorry, great grandmother stepped forward and was talking about how my client had somebody that was like a brother that was like he was younger. And I brought it up. I said, okay, well, you know, your grandmother's here. We talked about the incense. She watches over your family because she is your ancestors. But do you know who this brother who is like a brother that is like they're younger to you do you know who that is because she wants to talk about him he's important someone who is not necessarily her brother but their relationship is very brother sister sibling wise yes it could be yeah and that he is it's like he's younger than her because of how their connection is not necessarily he is younger yeah but by yeah. by her telling me that, my client thinks, I don't, she said, well, I don't have a brother. I only have, like, sisters. And I said, okay, well, that's confusing. <laughs> um, yeah. So we go through the reading. We talk about a couple other stuff that's not pertinent to this conversation. And you guys don't need to know about it. But <laughs> um, we get back onto the topic of who is this boy? Because her great-grandmother brings it up again. And we just can't figure it out. So... Her great-grandmother goes on to talk about her grandmother. I said, what's with your grandmother? Your grandmother wants to talk about, I assume this is her daughter? My client goes, yes. And I said, okay, well, she wants to talk about her daughter, so your grandmother. Why is she sad? What is wrong? Why is she sad? And um, uh, long story short, her great-grandmother was telling me how it was hard for her daughter to grow up in China during the time frame in which she lived. So she showed me, and my my uh, client confirmed, she goes, yeah, it was hard for my grandmother. They lived in like the Beijing area, and it was just a lot for them. So when my client's grandmother was younger, she was married, and she started having kids, as it usually happens, and she was very upset with her place within her culture and her society. So she reached out to her mother, who was a very strong woman. This is the great grandmother in spirit. And she was like, can you help me? I don't know what to do. How do you deal with this? I do not like it. And her grandmother or her mother basically said to her daughter, you need to get over it. Like this is your place within our society. This is where you were born into. And you need to stop like crying about it. Basically, you need to be stronger and just own your place here and get over it and do what you're supposed to for your your ancestors and things so like that, that. 
what she was told by her parents, like the great grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Because I also feel like she was saying that not only because that was her experience, but because she fully re- like realized her purpose in her life. Does that make sense? She accepted it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she was okay with it. And one of the reasons she was okay with it is because she was very spiritually grounded. Yeah. She never felt like she was disconnected from her ancestors, the great-grandmother. But so when her daughter came to her and was just heartbroken about her existence, she was shut down, which was very, very hard for my client's grandmother to be told by your own mother, get over it, basically. This is, this is your place. So my client's grandmother did she did what she needed to do. She ended up having babies and that led to my client's mother and aunt, all of which have been, if you've noticed the trend, the great grandmother, the grandmother, and now my client's mom and aunt all have just been like, okay, this is our place in society. This is what we've been raised. This is what we normalize. This is what everything, this is what is normal. This is what we're expected to do. It is we okay. Have to follow these very specific traditions because of our place in the world. Yes. And how society wants it to be. So my client's mother is very successful. Her aunt is also equally successful, but in different ways because they are happily living their lives within the things that they were taught, the views specifically, like cultural, social views, which is fine. Some people don't feel like burdened or trapped by the place in which they find themselves in society because society really does like shape and... Yeah, people, there's a lot of people that like the structure of who they are and like society telling them what they should be doing here. Yeah, but other people don't. Yes, other people want to break the traditions. And that was what happened with my client's grandmother. She tried to break the tried to break the traditions by going to her mother, who she thought who she knew was a strong individual, and asked for help. But she was turned down because her grand her my client's grandmother's mother couldn't sympathize or empathize with her. She was like, "This is what it is, so do it." She did. Now you have my client, who part of our reading talked about saying I'm from a family that went to school got good jobs makes good money does everything by the book they do everything traditional yada 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 I don't want to do that and I feel kind of like the black sheep in my family because I don't do the things that they tell me that I should do to be successful I want to do the things that make me feel good and I think that that will lead to my success not the other way around And I just thought that was interesting. I was like, she's like, I want to know what my grandmother has to think about that. And I was like, I don't know. She brought up the cousin again. The great grandmother did. And I'm like, she's talking. Oh, I gave it away. I gave it away. We figured out that my client's great grandmother was talking about her cousin. All of a sudden, while we were trying to figure out who this man was that her great grandmother was talking about, my client Kiki, she goes, oh my gosh. I know who you're talking about. That's my cousin. That's my aunt's son. The reason my great grandmother is saying that he is younger than he is isn't because he's actually younger. We're like the same age. It's that he acts younger. Like he's very immature and he stresses out the family a lot because he just goes from one place to the next and like doesn't settle down and is just like very kind of like precocious. And it's just weird. And the reason he's like a brother but isn't a brother is because he's a cousin. Yeah. Which is crazy. Because we probably spent like 15 minutes trying to figure out who this person was. Yeah, because that's she had to say it that way because how else do you describe someone like that? Because that is their relationship with each other. Yeah, so we figured it out. But anyways, I was like, she wants to talk about your cousin. He just like flies from one place to the next. He doesn't settle down. He doesn't know what's going on. He just like lives very... Um, up in the air. Up in the air and just emotionally kind of like... they're. Like, why does he go from one thing to the next? But she's like, she's telling me that he doesn't enjoy any of the things that he does. He tries to get like the feelings out of it in the moment. And that's why he goes from one thing to the next. But that's why he's perceived as this like naive person. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I, I said, um, she's showing me something. It has something to do with his mother. I said, your great grandmother's showing me that. His mother and him are mother and son, but only in the biological sense. They're not actually close. Their relationship is kind of like sterile. And she goes, oh, 
That makes sense. It's because my aunt is really nice, but she like married a guy who does very well. So that gives her the ability to just be like a stay-at-home mom, but also travel whenever she wants. So my cousin grew up in boarding schools. So that's why he didn't have that connection with his mother because he wasn't around. Wasn't around. And the only time they ever would get together for like family functions or something was like holidays and stuff like that. Where it was like, you have to be here because socially that's what's acceptable. But it's not really because everyone was there. It was just, it is what it is because that's what you you do. Have an emotional tie. It's because you are just related. So you need to be there. Yeah. So. My client's like, well, what does my great grandmother want me to do about it? She's like, because sometimes it bothers me that he flies around everywhere and I feel like maybe he should settle down a little bit. And I said, you sometimes think about like talking and reaching out to him to try and get him to slow down, but that's not going to happen. She's showing me you grabbing onto his wrist, but he's just going to keep going and going and going and pull you along and it's going to make you tired. But what you need to do is all of a sudden, as soon as I said, what you need to do is, is she showed me. Something was going to happen, and when I said, when I mean she, the great-grandmother showed me something that was going to happen to my client's cousin's side of the family, where all of a sudden, some life event was going to change his relationship with his mother to the point where they're going to have to be super close, and it's going to flip everything upside down within his life. And because everyone else in his family is very normal, including his mother, He's not going to know who to go to. He's going to have all these emotions and he knows that he's not going to be able to talk to anyone else about it except for his cousin who is like the black sheep out of the family, which is why he's going to be drawn to talk to her. And then I said, your cousin, you're not going to have to worry about slowing down your cousin. Your cousin's going to come to you. Something's going to happen where he's going to seek your guidance because you're different from the rest of the family. And then the grandmother like, smiled and like clapped and just showed me all of the stuff at the same time. My client was talking about like what her life purpose is. And I hate when people ask me what their (laughs) life purpose is. She's very sassy about it. Because I'm like, that is the most dumb question anybody can ask me. If you go to a psychic medium and ask what your life purpose is and they tell you it, you need to run away because that is black and white. It's not though. I know. Yeah. People want it. That's why it's an issue. Is because they think it's very black and white, but it's not. It's no. a lot of things. A lot of things. But one of the things that this girl can do, my client Kiki, her grandmother showed me when she was alive, her great-grandmother, her daughter came to her and said, I feel like I'm the black sheep. I don't want to live in this way anymore. Please help me. And her, she was not, the grandmother was not able to empathize or sympathize with her to help her through that transition and just made her stuck. And that created the generational trauma that got passed down. Yes. And that generational trauma got passed down because it didn't get resolved karmically to my client. My client is going to be the one that can change that generational trauma depending on how she deals with the life event that her cousin is going to come to seek her for help for. Yeah. So the way that I see it is she is with the tree metaphor because that's the best thing that she can use to explain it to me the client is at the outskirts of the branches she is the fruit and the people that she's going to change are the seeds and she also is explaining that the cousin is also going to be one of these apples and he just needs guidance on how to do that from this girl but it's like the ending of her tree if that makes sense Because a new one is going to start. Yeah, but my client has the free will to do it. Depending on how she reacts when her cousin comes to her for this reason, it's going to either continue the generational trauma or stop it and balance it back out. Stop it, my dude. I hope so. She's already started. She's still very, like, questioning everything, I feel like. Mm -hmm. But I feel like she's going through something that will help her do that. And her, her grandma's the one guiding her, which is why she's the first person you spoke with. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. One of the things we talked about in the reading was how her grandmother um, communicates with her. She does it through wind, like wind chimes and smoke for candles. That's crazy. You should also talk about, you, you didn't talk about how her experience with that other psychic. Oh, okay. So. So. I, uh, <laughs> since that story's done, it blew my mind. 
we're still on that story, but these are just some of the other things that I realized from this reading. Details. Was during the reading, um, I had to explain, because it was very hard, like, because the great-grandmother wasn't apologizing for what she did by not being able to help her daughter. She just was trying to explain why it happened. And... The, like the reason behind her, not sterility, but like just unmoving emotions when it came to not being able to feel or help her daughter when her daughter was like, I don't like how we live. This is hard for me. The psychic that Kiki went to like two weeks before she came to me was talking to her great grandmother and her great grandmother said the reason I did not... um you know, react in a day, in the same way or... The reason she had these feelings about her situation is because she was spiritually grounded and this spiritual groundingness is like the power that allowed her to stay in this position. Did that Does that make sense? Yeah, it allowed her to deal with her existence. Yeah, like she understood it more because she had these spiritual ties. So what the great-grandmother had said to the spirit or to the psychic was, I am very spiritually powerful and grounded. And then <laughs> the spirit tattled on the psychic because my cl- my client asked me, she goes, you know, I talked to this other psychic medium and she said that she talked to my great-grandmother too and that my great-grandmother explained to her that she was very spiritually grounded because she came from a long line of like witches and like spiritual people and people that did like magic and like they were all very spiritual and they like taught each other things and it was like handed down from generation to generation. (laughs) And when she said that to me, uh, the great grandmother stomped her foot and started showing me all of these things. She's like, this psychic medium literally only heard me say that I was spiritually grounded and then she just ran with it. All of that other stuff was Absolute baloney mumbo jumbo. Yeah, she said, in my culture, since I already explained to you using Milan that ancestors are important and that we light, you know, like the incense and stuff for our ancestors. For for the ancestors, yeah, altars. She said, I told her I was spiritually grounded and that is what helped me get through my existence within society. Mm, She might have thought that because there's a lot of witches that have altars for ancestors and they do ancestor work yeah but she wasn't listening to this she wasn't listening i realized (laughs) so the the great grandmother's like she took that and she just ran with it into this mumbo jumbo and that is not what i said (laughs) so she said i was spiritually grounded in my society most people have altars or whatever that they go to to talk to the ancestors in our family she said a lot of people do that because just like in witchcraft it is a physical representation of spirituality she said i never felt physically disconnected from my ancestors yes i did go to altars and i visited my ancestors and things like that but i never felt that i needed to as much as other people in my society because i felt like they were always around me so i had that power i had that ancestral power and that is what gave me the courage and stability to live my life so when my daughter came to me with all of these like emotions and feelings and all of this stuff she just wasn't as spiritually grounded as me yeah and i wasn't able to sympathize with her or empathize so i ended up causing this problem is it a good thing or a bad thing no it It is just what happened in the karmic universe now it is my great granddaughter's job or she has been given the opportunity to change karmically within our family and ancestral ties what i started through her cousin which is crazy yeah in the youtube video i she showed me how she is spiritually grounded so again with the tree metaphor she explains that she is the trunk of the tree and her root system is able to go to other trees which is her other like systems of ancestry and that's where she gets like her spiritual connection and her information and her groundedness because she has those ties with those other trees, those other ancestors. It's absolutely wild. Also, I said in the beginning of this podcast that she didn't have a name. Literally, they said that she didn't have a name. And usually in psychology or bad mean tactics of the world, people will get 
rid of people's names to erase their identity to try and take power from them. But I literally talked to this spirit, this great grandmother with her clicky shoes, and she is the ancestor that watches over all of this family, like the spiritual matriarch of this girl's family. And that is so powerful, it's ridiculous. I just think it's wild that spirit is like, I don't have a name. And I'm still powerful. Well, I feel like she had to go through that life in order for her to, like, be that powerful being. Because we talk to, like, very, like, higher up beings. And they don't have a name. They, like, are very detached from human things. So I think it's interesting that she also has that kind of detached, deep, what's the word for that? She's just detachment. Detachment, yeah. She's just too powerful. (laughs) I just thought it was wild because I'm sitting there thinking I could never like envision a society in which I was born into and just not given a name because it didn't matter or I didn't matter. And she's this powerful. I thought that was pretty great. It's awesome. Yeah, because she has that connection, so it doesn't matter. She knows her place because she has that groundedness. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. She's like a really, really cool person the whole experience was very humbling because i've never had like a complete 360 reading before where something was explained that thoroughly (laughs) right it was wild most people are like i just want to talk to my dead person that died tell me what they think of me and i'm like okay this is what they got to say (laughs) but i didn't expect to like get a whole generational generational traumas exactly (laughs) also i want to Segu that it is not, this is not just her sole purpose and it is not something that she feels she needs to feel obligated to do. It is still her choice, but it's just wild. It's just one of the various things that she is supposed to do with her life. Just one, literally just one. There are so many things. People's purposes are not a single thing. They're multifaceted and very dimensional. So Em and I are going to talk about our generational trauma because I've been like psychoanalyzing my stuff and my fiance stuff, <laughs> but we haven't talked about M's and M's like, I don't know if I have that. And then great grandma was like, excuse you me. Think you're different. <laughs> I have an idea for that, but I'll tell you later so that you don't stress out about it. Okay. Okay. Go for it. I'm going to talk about yours. No, I said you have to go first. Why? Because I said it and you said, okay. No. Mm-hmm. This is the first time the Aries doesn't want to go first. The Aries doesn't want to go sh- first when they're unsure of things and something could trip them. Always. <laughs> and my Virgo-ness tells me that I have to be right before I say things. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to learn that you're right together. Yeah, but I want to do something weird. But yeah, I don't think you're going to like it, <laughs> which is why you're going. <sighs> Does it have to do with my story? It has to do with your lovely gifts. Weird. Weird. Well, I don't know how much I want to talk about. Me either. Gosh I darn might it. have you cut it out. We'll see how it goes. But I think it'll be interesting for our listeners. Okay. So you're going first? Generational of trauma healing with... Little Miss Olivia? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you all have met my lovely mother. If you haven't, watch our YouTube video. She's there. She's also a psychic. We also have her on our podcast frequently. Yeah. Two or three episodes, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And she is also a psychic medium. If you haven't gotten, now you know. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) I like to say that it's genetic on like a scientific level, mediumship, but there's spiritual stuff in it too because metaphysical things and science are the same. They explain one another, but lots of people don't want to say that. So anyways, um, I am a psychic medium. My mother is a psychic medium. We have had a past trauma that is very similar, happened to both of us. And my mother also tried to, she was in a relationship with a boy for a really long time, almost the same time that I have been with Bradley. If you don't know who that is, that's my fiance. Fiance. And she ended up breaking off the relationship with this guy that she was in a relationship with during her life or During the same time in her life that I am in now, she ended up breaking off a relationship because of a certain instance. And then she met my dad, wanted to have like a super successful marriage, which didn't happen. And then she tried to have certain like businesses. She tried to have a meta, like 
psychic business and stuff like that, which she was doing, but she ended up not pursuing for different reasons that I don't think I even fully understand. But now I am kind of, she, it always makes me angry because she's like, you're just like me. You're going to make the same mistakes as me. You can't do this and you can't do that. And I'm just like, goodness gracious, I'm not you, but like, leave me alone a little bit. I'm trying to like figure out my own life. And she's like, I just see everything that you're doing. And I did the same thing and I don't want it to be like me. And I'm like, okay, I get that. You know, friend, I was with you through all of the marriages and the failed marriages. Like I literally know everything not to do. So thank you for that. Very, very helpful. I'm going to try not to do what you do. And now with this whole generational healing trauma thing that I saw with my client and I had another client that is a little bit similar too, but different. I do see that I'm very much like my mother. Like I said, we went through a very hard trauma when we were younger, different times, but very, very much the same. That kind of gets into like epigenetics, I think a little bit. And now I am in a relationship with a man for six years, but I don't want to break it off and I'm not going to, I have no reason to. So that's something that is different, but very similar to what my mother was doing. Also, now I'm trying to have a metaphysical business as a psychic medium, but instead of doing it by myself and losing hope, I think, canceling it or not pursuing it further, like for whatever reasons my mom didn't, like she was very successful when she had her business that she was doing, but it was just by herself. And I would help her with certain things here or there, but I was young. I was like 13 or 14 maybe. So she stopped pursuing it for whatever reason. And I'm not entirely sure what those reasons are, but now I'm doing it and I'm much younger than her. And I have a friend to help me and we're being super successful. Yo. (laughs) So I just think it's interesting the parallels that I see between her existence and my existence and how they're very similar, but I'm making changes. Mm Mm-hmm. So I guess we're not going to really know if this is like, am I here to heal the generational trauma that my mother wasn't able to like heal? Right. It's weird. There's like a lot of other things that I could get into, but it's like very personal. So that's the. Yeah. Your situation is interesting because your mom's adopted. So we don't know what trauma might have happened before her that she's related to. It's more like did the people who adopt her instill their generational trauma into her? Or is it a little bit of both? I feel like I have a little bit of both. I feel like I have generational trauma from my grandmother on my dad's side at like an epigenetic level because she lived through the Great Depression and that's why I have such a big Moldahar chakra. Like, is that why I was seeing your great grandma and grandma? Maybe. Because we were about to talk about this. Maybe. (laughs) That might be very... Convenient. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Guys, I've never been read by a psychic medium, and M is now a psychic medium. <laughs> I still have issues. The issues that I have is once I start talking to them, A, I'm like, oh, my God, this is a lot of pressure. And then B, I'm like, okay, what do you want to talk about? Which is why I read tarot, because it gives me something to talk about. But, but I then I did a tarot reading, and they told you the same thing. Well, yeah. Yeah. M's working I on it. feel like that's what they were trying to get to me, is how you're... Because they're focused on how your family is going to be built, if that makes sense. Yeah. My mom didn't have, I mean, she had family, but she was adopted. So it was hard for her. And everyone on my mom's side of the family is is dead. Like literally by the time I was um, six or seven, my grandfather on my mom's side was gone. My grandmother on my mother's side was gone. My great grandparents were gone. I don't have an uncle, really. I do, but he doesn't talk to us for whatever reason. And I've tried to reconnect with him, and it's just very hard. He just doesn't want to talk to me, I think, or I feel like. And just everyone on my mom's side of the family is dead or doesn't talk to us because she's adopted. So I literally never grew up with, like, family gatherings or family outings or, like, Christmas parties. I mean, on my dad's side, I'm the youngest of a lot of cousins, but they're not close. None of them are close. So one of the generational things that I think I am here to fix is have a family and not have people feel separated or alienated or not be there because yeah, that's how I was, that's how I grew up. Your grandmother is saying that part of their generational trauma is people not understanding their children because your mother wasn't understood because of things in her life, like being a psychic medium, being who she is. 
And then even though you're a psychic medium, your mother doesn't understand you. And I feel like you will also have the same thing with some of your children. You will not understand them as well. Which I think is normal. But I'm going to try real damn hard. <laughs> so there's But just, it's like creating generational trauma. It's like a wall between each one of you. Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit different than like, I feel like other people's relationships with their parents. Like what I'm seeing is it's because your grandmother didn't understand your mother that idea of not being of being misunderstood transitioned into I don't know how to explain it does that make sense it's like the idea of being misunderstood affected how you got raised yeah because I feel like a lot of the things with their family too is that they didn't talk about things that they needed to yeah to make things that you go through or that they've gone through seem relatable or understandable or that things can happen like that she's explaining it to me in a different way so if you're a full puzzle and someone is like doesn't understand pieces of you, you remove the pieces from yourself to make so, it easier for them to understand. Yes. Mm-hmm. So because you have missing pieces, you don't understand the next generation because you're missing pieces. So that's why she's coming in because she's saying that you need to figure out the pieces that you're missing so that you can give someone the full puzzle. Yeah. Which is what I was reading in the tarot reading. Sorry. <laughs> ah. Ah. So that's a little bit about how I think I'm supposed to heal generational trauma. And there's a lot of other stuff that goes into it still because it's a lot of like personal stuff. But that's as least personal as I can get while explaining how I feel I fit into solving generational trauma. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to generational trauma or epigenetics at least spiritually epigenetics everything in the universe is yin and yang there is no good or bad and this is why i think it's so hilarious kind of that i had a chinese woman give me this first spiritual spanking is because that is chinese yin and yang right yes i think so and if we're wrong i'm sorry is that what avatar is avatar is based off of chinese culture i think they have chinese japanese a whole bunch of different cultures in that one which is why I love it. So well done. (laughs) Um, I think it's funny because the karma that the great grandmother placed on the family was negative karma. And now her great granddaughter is the one to rebalance the universe of their family, at least their generational ancestral trauma by putting good karma into their ancestor ancestry family. So it's yin and yang. A bad thing happens. Now a good thing has to happen to balance it back out. So, For me, my mom had a lot of just hardship, I think, in her life for different reasons. And I had a lot of hardship in my life for different reasons because of the hardship she faced. So I need to now carry out the things that maybe her life so far hasn't been able to balance out. She's telling me more things. So Liv's mom is adopted. And what she's explaining to me is that her family, her birth family, had generational traumas, and she's showing me it kind of, like, changes hands. So that generational trauma is put within your mother and is molded by the generational trauma of her adoptive family. So it also goes into how your mediumship works because I feel like her parents were very intuitive as well. I think she gets it from her dad. Yes, Exactly. That's what they were telling me too. Mm -hmm. And I feel like each generation gets stronger and stronger and you're supposed to do something with that. But they're not showing me that necessarily because you're going to be one of the people that do it and you're going to do it with your children. Yeah. For the most part. I don't know. There's something weird with your, your, your third child. I know. (laughs) Because he's the one that's going to inherit the, uh, missing puzzle pieces which is why i won't understand him i feel like the missing puzzle pieces might be the gifts like the 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 psychic gifts and the third one not the first one yes like i feel like he's going to struggle with his gifts oh i think they both will have gifts but i think they're all going to have gifts oh you think they're going to be in different variations but the third child, I feel like, is not going to realize his gifts. He's going to be very intuitive, but it's going to be in such a different way of view that that is going to be the missing piece for him. Mm. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Only time can tell. Yeah, and if I don't we're know. wrong, we're <laughs> <It's> wrong. <weird. laughs> That's something to talk about on the interwebs, right? Yeah, your great grandmother is telling me this information, which is why she was like standing around waiting. <laughs> she also was a very strong woman. Well, yeah, yeah. Lately, I've just been seeing people around other people, and I'm like, yo, what's up? I don't know how to talk to you, but I know you're there. That's funny. And All that's right. what was happening to Lip. So it's your turn. What my idea is, which I don't know will work or not, it'd be cool if you could read me and tell me what my generational trauma is. I, I didn't realize that I was going to do that for you as well, but I don't know if you could talk to like, sorry, I'm thinking about it. Um, I feel like most of my generational trauma comes from my mother's side. So you talk to the Palumbo family, so maybe she, I feel like there's a different person you have to talk to though. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'd have to think about it. It's not just going to happen over the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. You're not going to do it for me? I can, but not over the podcast. It's going to take too much time. I not feel like I have to you. talk to a guy. You have to talk to a guy? Mm-hmm. Who's the guy? It's going to take so long. Give me a second. Okay. Okay. I uh, put my medium hat on and talked to M's past life and he explained. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first off, she gets this man. And he says that he can speak to both sides of my family for that generational trauma. But we don't think he is, like, related to me. We think he is me from a past life. But he's older. The past life that we've talked about in previous podcasts of M, the man that is, like, the guy who built Pinocchio. Oh, so Pinocchio. he's James, but he's an older version of James. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh-huh. That's why he's, <laughs> like... Because he has the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. He has <laughs> yeah. a mustache. Ah. Uh-huh. It's cute. That's cute. That yeah, I usually see him at very young like the first time i saw him i saw him as a teenage boy yeah i see him as a teenager to like early 20s mm-hmm. no he was like 67 wow pinocchio's dad <laughs> that's what he looks like <laughs> yeah so he told me that M, if you guys don't know comes from a big italian family and she M's love language is just Quality time, my dude. Quality time. And it I doesn't like to even... be surrounded by people. We don't have to interact. They literally just need to be in the same room. And that's what M's love language is. Yeah. Which is why it's good for me because I need to get things done all the time and I don't need someone talking to me to do it. I just need someone next to me and she's always that person. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, but it also makes sense that that's my love language because my family's so big. So there was always someone there. Mm. So... So for M, M feels very pressured to have a big family, like of her own. But the thing that makes her nervous about a big family is that everybody has to do something at all times. And again, M's love language is quality time, but not doing anything. Just existing in the same area is what makes her feel comfortable. Well, it's like people have like statuses within a a family. And, like, you were explaining, like, hierarchy. Yeah, gossip, hot gossip. But I, like, I don't see it like that. I don't see people on different hierarchy. They just are people, and they just relate to you because they are actually related to you. (laughs) So it's, like, confusing to me when I have this big family, and they're like, we don't like these people because of this reason. And I'm like, okay, but I like them, so can we hang out with them? Yeah, so that's what M's scaredness is her trauma is feeling obligated to have a big family or continue to have a big family but all of the like tit for tat that comes with it she's like I don't want that it makes me scared and I think there's other trauma that is associated around like creating a family as a woman and that is societal pressures very traumatic for her so her past life James is like you're going to have a family and there's not going to be the tit for tat hierarchy, hot gossip. He said, she said, we don't like aunt and uncle this because of reason that and that (laughs) she's going to have a family that will be just as big and warm and loving. And their idea of quality time is going to not be clouded by judgment and hearsay. Yeah. Because one of the things that I would like to do is to adopt a child. But um, I'm still, like, on the fence because I'm not sure I want... I don't know. I have a lot of trauma and I don't want to pass the trauma down, so to speak. 
But if you adopt a child, then you won't because they'll have their own trauma that's from somebody But I literally explained to you like, what, 10 minutes ago that it changes hands when you get adopted. Yeah. But I don't think that you're going to be somebody like past relatives that don't talk about things that happen and make it just seem like existence is not a thing. You were explaining to me that the children that I may or may not have are going to be healing for me in a sense. Yeah, because they're going to understand that their mom just needs them around her to make her feel better. There's absolutely no pressure. That's the thing is there's pressure with having a family, but you're going to be able to have a family without the pressure of those things. Yeah, because Liv wants to have a, well, Liv is having a family to guide children, but I feel like my family's not going to be like that. Yeah. They're just going to understand that quality time without pressure <laughs> is is a thing. And yeah. it's really cute. It's interesting. It's interesting in my past life talk to you. <laughs> That's the only person I could think of who it is. It makes sense. Yeah. This is a weird podcast, guys. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I hope everyone thinks it's awesome. You guys know a lot more about us now than you did before. So healing generational trauma or metaphysical spiritual epigenetics you're welcome let's talk about it guys you have any weird generational stuff you want to tell us about we just did a listener story after this one because that's our next we just did a listener story even though we haven't done it yet (laughs) well we did it up for youtube but it's not out yet it's going to be after this one so So is the podcast so make sure you guys check out our next podcast because we're going to give you even more stories than in the youtube video yeah it's great And if you have no idea what we're talking about, we ask you guys for paranormal stories and we are going to share those in our next podcast. Yeah. Paranormal, metaphysical, spiritual. It's crazy. Mediumship. Mediumship. Yeah. We're all about it. Send us your stories. You can go onto our website under the extras tab. Yeah. And submit your stories there. If you guys have metaphysical, spiritual, epigenetic stories. Oh. God, please send those in so that we don't seem as crazy, maybe. I don't know. It's just like, am I like psychoanalyzing my life too much? I don't know. Maybe. You think you're crazy? I literally just told you things. You think I was listening to you while you were (laughs) going on? I was talking to your grandma in spirit. Yeah, that's wild. So you can find us on TikTok. You can find (laughs) us on Facebook. We have podcasts everywhere except for Pandora, because according to M, Pandora was a jerk. Screw about- Pandora. <laughs> Screw them. <laughs> Don't listen to podcasts on Pandora. Everyone seems to like Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. Spotify. So go there. If not, you can also go onto our website. You can listen to it on Red Circle. We got links for all of our podcasts. Guys, we're going to be starting Patreon soon. And I know we've been like teasing you guys for like six months about it, but <laughs> we actually looked at the Patreon page today so (laughs) yeah it's great we're gonna have that coming up soon too so until next week we are your meta sa kicks wow